It's the Eric Deem Show, and I'm glad you're joining me. Hey, real quick, please go find me on any place where podcasts are loaded. Like it, subscribe, comment, and reach out. Eric at ericdeems.com. I want to hear from you. I want to get some ideas on things that you're craving to hear. So this podcast, for me, is rooted in the Midwestern pragmatism that I was raised in. Um, this idea that cultural responsibility falls to each of us. And really an idea of bringing back um, the variety show. The, the variety show of uh, titillating conversation, a way to tickle your ears with meaning. Um, you know, stewardship is a guiding light for me and something I think we all should value. And it falls to each of us. So with that, I want to talk about a couple of things this week. Um, all stemming around the idea of hobbies and appreciation. Here's a question for you. When was the last time you were able to enjoy a hobby? Now, I know we're in the middle of a pandemic. Actually, we're rounding the corner, as some might say. But the last six months, we've been in the throes of it. A lot has changed in our lives. A lot has probably changed for you personally, and if not, for people you know. Uh, could have been tragedy, could have been uh, success, depending on the industry you might be in. Um, so the question is, when was the last time you enjoyed a hobby? See, I think there's a fundamental issue right now. We don't have hobbies anymore. Nobody has hobbies. We don't have hobbies anymore. Uh, we don't have the bowling leagues. We don't have the golf clubs. We don't. It's all gone away. And so I'm thinking, where did we go wrong? When did this happen? You know, I grew up in a small town in southeastern Ohio, very small, 6,000 people roughly uh, in my city. And, uh, you know, I think there is a, the metro area, you know, you go within a few, maybe 30 miles, maybe there are 40,000 people. I don't know. But my dad, uh, God love him, wonderful man, um, foundation on which the uh, hardest worker you'll find, uh, worked a factory job until that factory closed and, and by the grace of God was able to get another one. But he would get off about 3.30, come home, put the clubs in the back of the truck, drive to a little golf course around the corner. I think he pulled off on hole five and, and would, would play nine and uh, come back home in time to, you know, throw ball enjoy dinner, do whatever needed to be done. Uh, my mother was very involved with the, uh, at the church, very involved with the social circle there. And so there was a sense of having things to do, ha having friends. My, my dad was also a, a basketball official. So I, I look at my life today and I think, where is my daily round of golf? I, I couldn't even think. I mean, could you, I mean, just, if you're like me, that's, it, you can't even compute it in your head. Wait, I'm supposed to go play nine holes of golf every day? This isn't going to work. A and it'd be okay? No, it's not going to work. Um, why? He had one job. He was fully employed. Way it went. You know, I think a lot of it comes down to how our circles have changed. You know, with the advent of technology. Because think, I mean, I, I was born in the 80s. 
um, came up through the 90s and the early 2000s. That was really before social media. It was before smartphones. It was before all of that started replacing real uh, connection face-to-face and community community in a face-to-face manner with uh, Facebook and now Twitter and Instagram and all of these places online where people go. Um, back then, that just didn't happen. You were friends with the neighbors. You had the, the block parties where everybody came out, you know. The kids all played together, did their thing. I know you're walking with me down this road of nostalgia, aren't you? <clears throat> it's quite nice. Can we bring it back? I don't know. Can we bring it back? My grandparents, you know, let's take it even further back. They had bowling league. Bowling league, Tuesdays, and then they were another one on Thursdays. They had their own bowling ball. <laughs> I always thought that was really interesting. They had their own bowling ball, a real series. You know, when I go, I had rent the shoes and do all that. Boy, COVID times. You know, I wonder if that spray, uh, the spray they put in the shoes, <laughs> we probably need that to fend off this coronavirus. That would really do it, right? Who knows what funk it was killing in those shoes. But anyway, I digress. People had hobbies back then. Now people don't have hobbies. We feel stressed. How many people do you know right now who are not stressed? How many people do you know who are stressed and don't have an outlet? We just don't, we don't have it. Instead, we have uh, the ability to retreat to social media, which, listen, it may sound like I'm knocking social media. I love connecting with people. I love sharing stories. I love uh, seeing other people's stories. But it's real quick to forget. It's real quick for us to forget that these are highlight reels. And then you run into the comparing and, well, I feel like I'm not living up to what I should be doing. How does this person always get to do that? And, and what you don't see is the army of, um, you know, or this tremendous stress and the, the failing marriage and the family falling apart in the background because they're just posting uh, the one picture where everybody's dressed in white at the beach. Looking real nice. You know, looking real nice. You're like, well, I, can't, I, can, I can't even go to the beach. I've got to work. My second job, my side hustle, this, you know, the gig economy has emerged. Here we are. My day job isn't fulfilling. How many of you are fulfilled in your day job? Right. That's why you've started the podcast. That's why you're, you're hoping to escape. Escapism is huge. Folks, used to, we escaped every day or a couple of times a week because we had a hobby. We were able to tie it into something that brought us joy, fulfillment. You know, for me, growing up uh, in Belpre, I had a lawn care business, and it instilled many, many values. I loved tinkering on Tonka trucks when I before I could drive anything, and then, you know, the next step was driving a lawn tractor because, uh, well, you know, red-blooded American young boy, here that's what you want to do, right? Something with wheels, something that has an engine, you feel like you're really doing something. You know, try to sneak it onto the road. No one's looking, you know, because you've got this. So for me, the lawn care business was a way to, you know, kind of escape, be on the own, be that cowboy and dreamer that each of us have inside of us. And I had some great clients, former teachers, um, some businesses, a couple of churches, <clears throat> and loved it. Well, during that time, <clears throat> I... um 
I listened, and, and here's where I want to express a little gratitude. Take take a little shift here and, and express some gratitude. Um, during that time, I was cutting grass in the summers, and my brother, thanks to my brother, my number one most valuable employee, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's listening to this and loving that, but he, he was dependable, he was great, and uh, I was really happy he was able to take over the business when I went to college, but that aside, I listened to Rush Limbaugh every day that I could. I had the, uh, you know, the, the noise-canceling headphones, big splurge back there for a 16-year-old, uh, big splurge. I had to, and I listened to Rush. And whatever you think of Rush, I want you to put that aside right now, okay? I want you to put it aside, and I want you to just think about, um, think about a a young person growing up in a town where pretty middle of the road, middle class, blue collar, not a lot of opportunity, and you're just wide eyed and looking at the world. What can we do? And and I had great parents, I had great family, great community encouraging me, being the rock on which I could stand to say, you can do anything. They supported me in my business. They probably overpaid for me to cut their grass because they believed in where Eric was going. Many of you have these people in your lives. Celebrate them. If they're still with us, let them know. So I had all that going for me. Very appreciative. I'm grateful. I do not take it for granted. And I had Rush in my ears. And Rush, I mean, this guy, uh, he has created an industry. He was a market maker back before we were discussing this kind of thing. Started in the 80s, right? I came to him pretty late um, in the early 2000s, listening to him. And, and it, it was what he was able to do with just a microphone and, and kept you engaged was amazing. It's how I got a lot of my news. I was already pretty intrigued with the political stuff. Growing up in a small town, I had an appreciation for um, how civic government worked and got to know our mayors and uh, got to be involved, you know, and uh, small pond, right? So it's easy to know who the big fish are and, and to get to know them. Rush helped me to think things through in a more pragmatic way. He, too, from the Midwest, that Midwestern pragmatism driving all the way through, um, asking the questions we all are asking, we're all thinking, trying to hold our government officials accountable, realizing that the private sector, business, free enterprise, competition is what allows winners and losers to be decided, not crony capitalism, not socialism. I had all of that pumping into my ears from 12 to 3, Monday through Friday. And, um, and I really appreciated that. And probably one of my proudest moments was being able to share that with Rush he, when he was in Nashville once. Um, was able to uh, get a message to him and was able to hear back from uh, both he and Catherine. And that was nice. And I bring up Rush because he's going through a tough time right now, um, as some of you might know. Stage four, lung cancer. And so, as I said earlier, let the people know who've had an impact on you, who've been the rocks that you've been able to stand on, people that have encouraged you. If they're still with us, let them know. Well, that's what I want to do for you, Maha Rushi. I want to thank you for the encouragement you had 
and you didn't even know. On this young skull full of mush, as you would say, who was out there just riding a little John Deere tractor because he loved doing it, your impact has gone further than you realize. Not only, I mean, you know you've impacted the world on, on this industry, radio, podcasts, new media, but you impacted me. You impacted me and encouraged me to think beyond the small town of Belpre and to one day be in front of the mic myself. So thank you. And now today, my hobby, believe it or not, is cutting grass. I get to do it, well, I try to do it once a week. If not, we have some help with that. But um, I get to go outside, disconnect from the world, get out in nature. Nobody's talking, no music, no anything. Just systematically going line after line. And you know, I, you know what I love? I'm able to see the success, right? You just keep going. Keep going. And before you know it, you're able to look back and say, well, look what I just did. So I encourage you, find a hobby. Find something that you want to do. Find something that brings you joy. Find something that takes you back to who you were when you were happy with who you are. Find something that takes you back to that nostalgia back when you believed you could do anything, back when you didn't listen to the naysayers or the critiques of people saying, oh, you're not part of the right family or you're not part of the right club or you're, you're not from the right area. No. Go back to, for me, sitting on that John Deere, cutting the lawn for Mrs. Casto or Roseanne, then paying me more than I was worth, to cut their lawn because they believed in me. And I was dreaming. We all have a cowboy and a dreamer inside of us. Cowgirl and a dreamer inside of us. Find it. It doesn't matter. It's not too late. And I think if we can all come back to having a hobby. Listen, I'm getting rid of the smartphone. Okay. I'm going to the old clamshell. Flip phone. I, I'm I just, the notifications too much. It, it, it's It's terrible. So go back, find a hobby, find a, a way to escape that's productive, that takes you back to your roots. That's what I'm working on. You don't have to be as accessible as you think you do. So find the hobby. Your future self will thank you.